Welcome to the Assistive Technology Hot Corner, your one-stop shop for everything assistive technology. Sit back and join us for some friendly banter, news and notes of interest, and of course, assistive technology tips and tricks. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Moat and Israel Cazares. Happy Global Accessibility Awareness Day, everybody. I'm Mike Moat. We welcome you to our Assistive Technology Hot Corner May podcast. I'm here along with Ryan Harvey, who is on the road tonight. He is in his uh, in a vehicle headed to Indianapolis or from Indianapolis to North Carolina this evening. And so Ryan is going to be here for just a couple of minutes for the opening for sure. And then I'll uh, he'll bug out, but we will do the podcast anyway. We may be joined by Israel Kazadas before the night is over. I know he was traveling as well today. And so we're just kind of spread out all over the place, but we did want to get on tonight because it is Global Accessibility Awareness Day, and we have some good stuff to tell you about in future uh, developments as far as iOS. We do have a new release of iOS today, as a matter of fact, for uh, the main uh, devices, iPhones, iPads, uh, Mac OS, and also the Apple TV is even getting an update this time. So... We want to talk about those things a little bit and kind of highlight what's there. And before I do all of that, I want to introduce Ryan Harvey, and I'm going to let him tell you how you can reach us and talk to us directly at the Assistive Technology Hot Corner. We know a lot of folks follow our podcast on all of the podcatcher applications, whether it be the Apple, the uh, Amazon, uh, the little girl in the box. Uh, you can listen to it directly. And Ryan, you can tell everybody how to get in touch with us and how they can listen to us. Yes, sir. Absolutely. If you want to get in touch with us, first and foremost, there's always that distribution list at the very top of the contact us page. All you got to do is go to athotcorner.com, click on the contact us page, and you will find a Google form that Israel so generously put up. Basically, all it does is ask for your email address, and when you sign up, you will get a reminder email each time we're about to go live, either the morning of or the day before we're about to go live with one of these broadcasts. So you can join in on the Zoom call. You get the dial-in information with uh, all of the uh, web-based and or phone-based controls. Also, as Mike mentioned, we're on podcast, thanks to me. Apple, Google, Amazon, and Spotify have us registered in their podcast databases, and uh, you can check us out that way if you happen to miss these meetings. Also, if you have an idea or question you want us to cover, we are each reachable at our various AT Hot Corner email addresses. You can use mine, which is ryan.harvey at athotcorner.com, particularly if you have a question about web development with a visual impairment. I am planning on launching as soon as I can get a good quality mixer on my Windows machine, uh, just as I do on the Mac. But once I have that, we'll be able to launch a three-part webinar series on WordPress and how you can design your own website without code using a screen reader. Uh, also, our other email addresses, mike.moat. Israel.Cazares. He's always on top of the assistive technology headlines of the day. And Roger.Allen, if you have an audio-related question, or if we sound terrible and you want to complain, that's the guy who's responsible for it. 
<laughs> Reporting live from Interstate 65 in Indiana, Ryan Harvey for the Assistive Technology Hot Corner. Mike, back to you. Ryan, be safe, my friend, and I'm glad you're not driving. Uh, that's the good news. Uh, but I also hope that you are safe getting back yeah. to your home state. We'll look forward yeah. to hearing from you uh, a DWB, little later. driving while blind. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I, I don't understand why they won't give me a driver's license. I've got a criminal record that's as spotless as, as a, you know, well, hard to hard. <laughs> well, I'm kind of glad they don't because I'm glad that uh, you're still with us. And again, <laughs> uh, we want you to stick around and be safe. So hopefully your driver is taking care of you, whether it be Uber or Lyft. I'm not sure hey, which sure one, is. but uh, uh, do want to, uh, thank Ryan for his hard work with our website, and I also want to thank Roger for all of his hard work recording us and sending it to Ryan so he can upload it so you guys can hear it on the Podcatcher app of your choice. And certainly Israel, because that is my partner and friend. We all know uh, his wife is still recovering from uh, a brain aneurysm earlier in the year. But, buddy, I hear, I'm here to tell you, folks, the news is good. She is in Rehabilitation Center now. And she's doing fantastic. I've actually talked to her earlier today. It was good to hear her voice, and it was good to hear Israel's as well. So if he's able to join us, uh, we'll look forward to having him a little later on in the podcast. Uh, for now, I do want to focus, and I don't want to steal his thunder, and he may have a few more things to say if he's able to indeed join us. This is live, folks, as we're doing this, so we don't uh, re-record anything. We just do it live, and if somebody's here, they're here, and if not, we understand. Uh, we're just uh, all busy, just like the rest of you. Uh, but uh, one of the things I'm sure Israel would tell you about, and I will tell you about, is the new version of iOS 16, which is 16.5 that uh, dropped earlier today, or at least the news came out where I could see it today, and I believe it was earlier they have released iOS 16.5 for iOS iPhones and iPads today. That's been released to the public. Uh, the updates seem to be a little bit minor, but they do introduce two changes. And one that I'm going to mention uh, specifically is the new addition to the news section of iOS 16. And that is a sports tab. And I'm excited about this because I love sports. But now you can get your schedules uh, for your favorite teams and leagues and scores. And it's very interesting that this has come out today because I, like many of you, have found it challenging from time to time to find a really nice, accessible app for scores on my smartphone. I do use ESPN. Uh, I do use CBS Sports, but I'm not exactly thrilled with those. It's not bad for the actual day of game, but if you want to look ahead, sometimes it's difficult to find this specific day, particularly with ESPN's app. Uh, they don't do a very good job of making that as accessible as it should be. But I'm interested to see what this sports tab will do for the Apple iOS application, and I have not tested it. In fact, uh, honesty compels me to tell you I have not had the ability to download it yet today. Hopefully we will get that done before the evening is over, and I'll be able to give you a little more news later on. But it is good that they're trying something new. And, you know, for those of us who can remember many years ago, uh, JAWS and Research It was great for scores. It was one of my favorite things to use 
Uh, I do some sports radio broadcasts as part of a side hustle that I have along with my regular job. And that was one of the things that I really enjoyed using because I was able to get information very quickly and very up, uh, very uh, real time as far as the scores were concerned. They were presented in real time for me using research. And now that is kind of gone away. Jaws is not doing that anymore. And I've hear, uh, heard rumors that in future versions of Jaws, we will not even have the research it feature. I would suggest, though, if you're really interested in getting something like that ba- uh, back to your computer, uh, you may want to check out Leasey, L-E-A-S-E-Y. They have a great news functionality that is great on the computer. So it'll be interesting to see how this works on the smartphone. I'm pretty excited about it, as you can hear me going on and on. There's some new wallpapers uh, coming to the new uh, iOS. So if you're into that sort of thing, uh, this actually pays uh, tribute, if you will, to uh, the LGBTQ community. So there'll be some new wallpapers that you can uh, download and enjoy. But there's always uh, different uh, things like that. They do tend to add emojis and different things. uh, But this time we are specifically focusing on the wallpapers. Um, Some other things that I can tell you. Um, We also have the Apple 16.5 iOS versions for Apple TV. Uh, Also for the uh, Ventura uh, and Watch, we have new versions of iOS. I believe we're at 9.5 for the Apple Watch. And let's just talk about a couple of highlights for these As I pull these up here, and I don't want to get this wrong, but you can look forward to this with the new iOS uh, releases. And uh, so excited about this. Uh, Some of the release notes for the Mac OS Ventura 13.4 series. Uh, You've got several things here. Uh, You've got... include They include the following uh, enhancements, and I'm taking some of this from... Uh, the Apple Viz website, which you, if you don't visit, you should. A lot of good stuff on here. Sports feed in the sidebar of Apple News. So that's very similar to what you're going to get with the uh, iOS for your phone. It's easy to access stories, scores, and uh, schedules. And uh, for the Apple TV, they've got a few updates as well. Some bug fixes for that will be a little bit more stable for you. So check it out. Download it like you always do. If you can do it over the air, as they like to call it, or you can do it through iTunes if you have that on your PC. A couple of other things of note today, and I'm going to see if I can find this information that I can uh, tell you. Uh, we've got uh, some stuff that's been talked about with respect to the future of things to come in future iOS updates. And one of the things that I think we're going to be hearing about a little bit more will be the new point to, uh, or it's actually speech click that they're going to be using in future iOSs. And I'm not getting that exactly right as far as the name of what it's called, but it's uh, uh, you're going to be able to take your phone essentially, and point it at a text image, or not image, I'm sorry, text label on a device like a microwave oven or something else, and it will actually speak it to you and read it for you. So this is very uh, helpful for those of us who 
live at home and are by ourselves. I think this is going to be great. These are some things that uh, was released uh, and uh, talked about earlier this week as part of Apple's celebration of Global Accessibility Awareness Day. And for those of you who don't know, today is Global Accessibility Awareness Day. And uh, this is, uh, of course, being announced as part of that earlier this week. But it's going to be very interesting to see how they do this. They're using the LiDAR technology. So phones that have LiDAR capabilities will be able to pick this up. Now, from what I understand, graphic depictions of text may be a little difficult to pick up. But it is something that they're going to be using. There's other things that they're doing for uh, folks who are hearing impaired. A lot of accessibility features coming there. There's some Braille improvements that they're talking about as well. And that is exciting news. Uh, and hopefully it will work correctly in the future of iOS. We're looking at iOS 17. The WWDC that happens every summer will happen again this year in June. We're going to get some information on future devices, what maybe lies ahead for iOS 17. And I'm excited about hearing about those things because there's always something new that they have held back. And we'll get to hear about it and hear about more. And we'll get to hear uh, folks' opinions of it as we get ready. And there's going to be some testing that some of you folks who are in the beta program will be able to look at as well. We don't have anything really new to talk about as, as related to JAWS. Uh, nothing uh, has been released yet. I do believe there's a June update that will be coming out soon, so it'll be uh, interesting to look at that and see what we have. There is a new Firefox that has been released for Mozilla users who who love that. Uh, and this new update is really in, uh, designed to make web pages load faster and more efficiently, uh, focusing particularly on large web pages that have a lot of information and a lot of data to load at the start. So that's coming soon. And uh, if it hasn't come out already for you, you'll be getting that update soon. Uh, but I did have a chance to hear uh, an update on that earlier this week. And I'm really excited about that because Firefox has always been a little sluggish for me utilizing it. And some folks have struggled with it uh that I know of since about 2018. But hopefully this new version will be better and more efficient and load things much more quickly. Uh, so those are a few tech tidbits that we have learned about in the last few days and weeks. And we're excited about the future. And there's always great things to look forward to when it comes to technology. And today we celebrate accessible technology. Today is Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Excited about the progress we've made with accessibility. I've used JAWS and accessible products for probably 27 years. Prior to that, I was using an Apple IIe computer with the old Echo and the Arctic voice. Some of you people may remember that. I translated uh, that audio and figured out what it was saying and course, you learn how voices talk back then, you can almost understand anything now, uh, because back then, very robotic, but we thought it was the coolest thing ever, because we could actually use a computer and do term papers. I remember as a senior in high school, I was so excited that I could write my own term paper on an Apple computer, 
We've come a long, long, long way since then. From that, I graduated to a Braille and Speak. Some of you may have used one of those. And I had a Brailler, a big old Braille embosser that was a personal one that they bought me in college. We've come so far since then. Now I have smart devices and a Braille display sitting in front of me. The point is we've made incredible strides in accessibility. We talk a lot about what's here and what we have. And we're so used to things working so well that we complain about things that we could have only dreamed about 30, 35 years ago. The people who made these things happen, uh, the work, the the craftsmanship that it's, that's gone into it to develop uh, applications like an iOS device or an iPhone or an, even an app, even a, even an app that you use uh, on a daily basis is amazing. These people have come a long way with what they've done that we can be a part of. So on a day like today, when you have Global Accessibility Awareness Day, I always think about things that we should do. What is our role? What is the role of the blind person? And you may have heard me say this before. I talk about this maybe twice a year. Today, specifically, and also during National Disability Employment Awareness Month. We as the blind community know what that means, but we also know what the importance of accessibility means to us. Those of us who are blind and visually impaired, we have a responsibility to make our worlds better because we are the only ones who know this world. No one who is sighted has a clue what it's like to be blind if they've never experienced it before. Now, I know there are people who teach. They're be, you know, blind and visually impaired teachers, TBIs, O&M specialists, assistive technology specialists. I know those people do a great job, but we are the people who know. And to me, it is our job as blind and visually impaired people to hold people accountable for things to be accessible to us. There are methods in which we need to utilize in order for this to happen. In my view, we are our best advocates. Nobody else should be able to advocate it like we can for us. We know what our responsibilities are in terms of getting a job. We know what our expectations are. We know what our needs are better than anybody who works in this environment because we're the ones who consume this stuff on a daily basis. There's a way to handle letting our feelings be known and letting our needs be known so that people who are smarter than I am can figure these things out when it comes to coding a website. I think one of the biggest things we have to do is be willing to educate those who do not know. Stop short of being angry with them and educate them. You may not realize how many people still do not understand what accessibility is. Many people think that accessibility is a little app or a little extension in the Google store that makes something work. That's so not true. But if they don't know any better, they can't help it. They should know better. Yes, we should have better people uh, and better educated people. Yes, 
But who does the educating? They're not going to get it unless we're willing to help them. I am dealing in a situation right now that I will not speak publicly about, but I am dealing with an educational situation as we speak in my daily job. And people's lives will be impacted in a way based on how this turns out. So it's very important to me, and this is my platform, and I can say what I want to say. We are the ones who should educate. We cannot expect people to educate themselves. We have to do it for them. It's for our own good. And some folks get tired of that, and I can understand that part of it as well. Being tired and being, you know, totally, you know, worn out by saying the same old thing over and over and over again about how things should be done is hard. It's challenging. It's not right. You can make all those statements, and you probably are right about that to a certain degree. But the simple truth is those who scream the loudest get heard. And so I totally support 100% advocacy by you, the blind and visually impaired user, because that is the only way this is going to get better. So if things don't work, you owe it to yourself and to the blind community to reach out to an app developer or a website developer or uh, a bank or whoever and say, look, we need you to help us because we're a customer and we need this to work. How are you going to help us? We're just as important as any other minority in this country. And if we do that, things will get better. You cannot ignore the the majority of blind folks saying that something doesn't work. You just can't ignore that. It has to be something that we all are willing to do to help ourselves. And if we do that, global accessibility awareness will be effective because people will be more aware. And when you take time to explain to someone why this is important and why this needs to take place, people in general will say, well, that makes sense because they understand where you're coming from. You're doing it in a non-confrontational uh, way, in a non-threatening way, but in a way that is positive for change. And that's what we want. All of us do. So I think if you do it in the right way and you have the right idea of what you're trying to get accomplished, if you're doing this in an educational way to create a positive change, people will listen to you. There are many folks who get on these mail lists, and uh, I see this on Apple Vists all the time. There was a discussion earlier in the week about whether Apple has forgotten about accessibility and are they just, you know, is it just uh, an afterthought? Uh, I can assure you that it's not an afterthought. If it were, this stuff wouldn't work nearly as good as it does. With accessibility improvements comes frustration, bugs, issues, more issues. Sometimes things that are fixed means as other things get broken. It's just part of the development process of applications and operating systems. It'll never change. We will see that until there's no development made, until the world comes to an end. 
that that's just not going to ever change. So with the good comes some bad. But overall, I will say that we are so much better off because of the hard work of people like Freedom Scientific and the Vespero Company and TPGI and also Apple, Google, all of them. Yes, they may frustrate us from time to time. And yes, it may not work great all the time. And yes, we may have bugs and new applications. And when iOS 17 drops later this year, there's going to be some things that don't work right. In fact, I can sit here and tell you as a Braille user, I get frustrated quite a bit because we don't have a lot of support that works very well in applications like the Android platform, to, to be specific. But Apple Braille support is not great. And it does frustrate me from time to time. But it's better than we've ever had, and it will continue to improve. But we, as the blind and visually impaired community, owe it to ourselves and to others that we know in this community to help educate the accessibility world or the world about accessibility, I should say, and those who are developing these things. Because if the communication is open and transparent and productive, then we can exact positive change. We can affect future developers, future applications. We can make things better for us. And I think that's the role of the blind person and the visually impaired person when it comes to accessibility. And that's the beauty of what we're seeing with things getting better. Our voices are being heard. So keep talking, keep communicating, and we'll make our world's a whole lot better. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, I see that we have a visitor. We And he's not a visitor. He's a co-host on this podcast. He is Israel's Kazadas. And Mr. Kazadas, if you can unmute your microphone and say hello to everybody, I don't think we've heard your voice in quite a while on this thing. And we're still not hearing your voice on this thing. <laughs> I don't know. What has happened? But uh, I did see him pop up, so I do think he's here. I don't know if he wants to talk or not. Um, but I don't see him. Let's see if he is. Yeah, his audio is unmuted, but he's not saying anything. So if you want to talk, Israel, let me know. Be glad to get your thoughts on it. But we're... Glad you're here. That is the thing I wanted to bring up in our podcast this evening. That is the main thing uh, that I wanted to bring up. Uh, again, we thank you for being a part of our podcast throughout the course of our uh, podcasts uh, and the way we do this every month. We're here on the third Thursday live from 7 until 8 Eastern time, and we would love to have you join us. Or if you want to go back and hear something that we've done in the past, you can do that on our podcast page. You can also get our podcasts on your favorite podcatcher app, whether it be Apple, whether it be Audible, whether it be the little girl in the box uh, from Amazon, uh, Google, whatever. You can certainly listen to it and go back and see hear some old uh, shows. And we've done some really cool stuff over the uh, last uh, few months and over the last couple of years, as a matter of fact. And I believe Israel left, but hopefully he'll come back. Uh, it looks like he's joined again. So I think he's trying to get in so he can say something. Um, 
I also want to encourage you, you guys may have heard at the top of the show, that Ryan is going to be doing a, a series on WordPress. And we're really excited about that. Uh, so uh, be uh, keeping up with us, and we'll let you know when that drops and when that is available to you. Israel, can you hear me, my friend? I'm, he is still struggling to get in. I do see him jumping in and uh, leaving and joining. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if we can hear you or not. I hear something in my headset, but I'm not sure. And I do show that you're unmuted, Israel, so it may be on your end with your microphone. I'm not sure. Live, folks, live. <laughs> I've got a – we could open it up. I know there's not a uh, – we got a little time here. If anybody has any comments, questions, or concern, we'll definitely take those. You can press Alt-Y to raise your hand on your computer. That's one way to do it. And you can also press the raise hand button on your smartphone. See, your audio is unmuted, Israel, still, so I don't know what's going on. Looks like you're trying to talk, but we can't hear you. Bless your heart. But we appreciate you being here. Can you hear me now, Mike? I got you now, my friend. You got me now? Yes, I do. I don't know what's going on. It's the Gremlin system. Israel Gassadris, it's great to hear your voice, my friend. Live. That's what happens when you do things live to tape. Uh, it, it doesn't work out exactly the way you want to. And then when it does, I, I don't know. It's, it's uh, Everything's crazy. But well, Maybe Mr. Harvey can edit our fun. And oh, no. Just, I love let the it live go. play. Let, from, it let it play, man. Let it play, baby. Yeah, yeah no, there listen, you go. I, I'm, I'm so glad to be on. Uh, uh, it's been a long while since I've been uh, live with you guys. And it comes on Global Accessibility Awareness Day, which is an incredible, incredible thing, actually. It um, is. As most of you know, uh, you know, and I'm not going to dive too much into my my personal stuff, but my wife is doing much better. Um, last time there was a recording of me on the podcast was back in February when we were still very much coming out of, of a very delicate situation with my wife's uh, following the ruptured uh, brain aneurysm. Um, but there are uh, progress. There is progress being made, I should say. Uh, she is doing much, much better, improving tremendously every day. Um, uh, walking uh, with a walker, uh, speaking fully, clearly, um, and and that's that's all a great thing. And uh, reminds me when I was listening to to Mike talk, just to borrow a little bit of time here from you guys. Um, there are more things than just blindness in, in the accessibility field. And obviously this has become all too real to me this year, sure. you know, uh, with, with my own family, how far we've come in terms of accessibility in general, accessibility for people, with mobility issues for people with, uh, difficulty using the screen or difficulty using touch devices or speech difficulties, which r- brings me to a news item that i wanted to cover if 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 it hasn't been brought up already and if it has stopped me um ios is going to be previewing some of the features in the ios 17 update uh specifically designed for people with cognitive difficulties 
basically what they're doing is that they are simplifying the interface of the messages app, FaceTime, phone calls, camera, and um, photos album or photos app to assist those with cognitive difficulties. Uh, It will allow people with cognitive difficulties to have, you know, more access, independent access to their devices, uh, which in turn just makes their experience better on iOS. Another feature that I'm personally excited about is personal audio or personal voice or whatever it's called. I I just had it. I'm sorry, guys. This is terrible. <laughs> but uh, your personal audio is basically going to do exactly that. Uh, with just 15 minutes of you recording some pre-generated prompts into iOS, um, the iPhone essentially will create a text-to-speech engine using your own voice. Now, this is going to be helpful for people that have been diagnosed with ALS or any other disease that progressively uh, takes their voice away. Um, if if you all been watching the political environment lately, there is a candidate running for office now, uh, Mr. RFK Jr., who has a debilitating voice condition uh, who could benefit from this technology uh, if his voice were to get worse. Uh, we would still be able to, uh, you know, use his voice to or he would still be able to use his voice to communicate, you know, as best as he could. So I think of people like that. Um, and also, I just think it's really nerdy and cool to have your own TTS engine. Um, so I, I look forward to playing with those uh, features. Um, there is another feature that I'm really excited about. Uh, point and and view Point and speak, it's called, actually. Point and speak. That's what I was trying to talk about earlier. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And point and and speak is awesome. It's very exciting uh, as we're touching things or or it's using LiDAR. And it's funny because Mike and I were kind of congratulating each other on, you know, just giving each other a shoulder slap earlier. We were like, we talked about this two years ago. Yeah. We were on the LiDAR LiDAR. thing before it was cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So that's a little slap on the back for us. Uh, but there's so many exciting things. And to Mike's point, be your own advocate. Uh, uh, technology has done so many great things and people in technology continue to innovate. Uh, it's not a time to be afraid of technology. There's a lot of that going around with AI. I think AI can be used uh, for good, just like anything can be used for evil. Uh, uh, AI can also be used for to, to do so many tremendous things. Uh, there's, there are various AI engines that are being used to better describe pic- pictures, uh, which we all love because, I mean, we live in a visual world. And yeah. unfortunately, a lot of, unfortunately or fortunately, a lot of, you know, information is conveyed and communicated through images and pictures. Um, so don't be afraid of technology, but always continue to advocate. Uh, if there's anything that I've learned this year through my own ordeal is advocate, 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 never give up, never give up the fight. Uh, Technology is great. Reach out to the people that you trust. If you trust us, thank you. We appreciate your trust. Um, And and you have no idea. I don't care if it's 500 or five people listening to this podcast tonight. Um, We appreciate your time. We know you could be doing so many better things or so many different things, maybe not necessarily better or whatever, 
Uh, but we definitely appreciate your time. And my friend, Mike, it is good to be back. Yes, it is. And uh, we're excited to have you back. And I'm just curious. Give me the first accessible thing you used. What was the first thing that uh, you were introduced to? Because you're a little younger than me. I'm an old guy. And Roger's probably uh, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, Roger could probably speak to this better than than me. But what was the first uh, blind friendly thing that you used to, to make something more accessible? Do you remember what that was? I do. So okay. when I was a child, I was like, I was starting to lose my vision at about five and a half, almost six years old. So this is about what ninety two, maybe closer than ninety three. Yeah, I used a product that it was essentially a liquid sensor. You would put it over the lip of the cup. And as you got close, if you didn't want to stick your fingers in, I know it seems kind of silly, but it was a a, almost a toy that was used to teach kids how to pour into a glass. And as soon as the liquid would touch the, the, the metal prongs, it would it would make a noise. And then you knew to stop filling your cup or you know you knew so that was the first piece of assistive tech i used was that roger if you're able to remember uh if you would mind i'd be interested to hear what yours was uh what was your first uh accessible friendly thing that made something work for you what was that um remember um yeah braille Okay, that's that's pretty common. And the Opticon and the Kurzweil reading machine. That was the first real deal to, uh, you know, read books and stuff. Uh, it was slow. I remember. So it's Christmas, but, you know. Yeah, it did the job. It did the job. And I can remember, and I still think we have a Braille printer that I use from time to time when I'm at work that prints lazy. a page a minute. Oh, I had yeah. Blazy, yes, I did. I had what was called a Braille Blazer from Blazy Engineering. You can hear Blazy it two states away. Yeah, that's very true. That is so kind of like popping popcorn in the closet. No matter how you, no matter how much you you spin it, that's the way it sounded. Yes. Yep. And it's and it's uh, people literally thought that I was popping popcorn one time. I mm-hmm. literally thought it. I'd do it at work or something. But those were those were my first. Uh, of course, Braille Rogers right on. I mean, that's that Braille books. I can remember when I was a kid, I was exposed to Braille when I was in kindergarten. I learned at a very young age. That was the communication. And and let's just point it out uh, to me: if you're blind and you're able, and I mean, if you don't have any debilitating diseases like or you know something like neuropathy or something that doesn't allow you to use your fingers properly, Braille is literacy. And Braille is such a great weapon in your toolbox. Um, but I started learning that at a very young age. And now Braille is part of my everyday life. And I can't imagine my life without it. There was a time where I didn't use it in work. And I can't imagine my life without it now. But that was probably the first thing I used. I can also remember the t- first talking calculator we got and the first talking clock I got as a kid that I could just push the button. It would tell me what time it was. It was the coolest thing ever. So it sounded funny when it started running out of batteries. 
Yes, it did. <laughs> the little girl voice would like wobble. And- yes, had the four little you had the little four uh, double A's that went in the bottom. Yep, know? yep. Well, somebody's <laughs> got their hand raised. Yeah, I see it. Kim's got her uh, comment. Kim, you are unmuted. Come on in. You can come on in and and have a, a part of this discussion if you want to. I would like to speak for the oldest generation representative here, <laughs> and. I remember back when our state library for the blind used record albums. Oh, yeah. And they were in a big flat box that buckled shut. And my parents actually purchased an oversized mailbox so they could be delivered to our house. Because we were out in the country and um, the mailman would deliver them and put them in this mailbox. And it was big enough to accommodate those records. Now, were they vinyl or were they the hard round discs, the big ones? They were vinyl. Oh, how cool. You know what I love to do with those turntables on those little record players that they would send you from the library? Drop the needle. the speed. No, I'd love to take it out of gear and spin that turntable as fast as I could. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yep. And we thought it was cool. Out. We thought it was fantastic. Absolutely. It was awesome. We thought it was oh, cool is, when they came out with cool. cassettes. Yeah. Eight track. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Cassettes uh, with the eight tracks of recording because they had four sides. So the left, if you were just playing it on a regular tape deck, you couldn't do that. But that was that was back in the day when you could read talk. And those little books, man, they had those little containers that you, you know, some books would take two, three cassettes and they'd have these big old huge things that you'd get in the library. And you'd flip the card around back and two days later, you'd have some more tapes to listen to. It was awesome. It was just hard when it was a textbook and you're trying to find your place. <laughs> well, they had the little uh, string looking thing, you know, that you could mark your spot. I had that in the books, but a lot of times you with get a book cassette? and have it. Not with, no, with the book, man. No, the books and, and the other thing with the books is a lot of them didn't have those tones, you know? Yep. Right. So if you fell asleep, man, you were in trouble. <laughs> and you couldn't read a book and go to sleep like you can now with Audible. But those are great memories. Those are. Um, I can remember, and I'm aging myself here, but Roger, I can remember when I helped Roger set up one of his first computers. It was a big old huge laptop. Roger, you remember that, I'm sure. Big old laptop. Big old huge laptop. I mean, nobody with a lap could hold that laptop. <laughs> that thing was so big. And uh, slow. And slow was molasses. and And I used to... Uh, we we worked on that thing, and he got him. That was the first, and we had to dial up internet, which means you could go take a shower, and a file would be ten percent complete when you got back, and you would think that was the coolest thing ever. You could go on a pizza run, and the file would be <laughs> go on a date, thirty percent, thirty dinner in a movie, man. Yeah, exactly. Come back forty five percent. Ah, when I wake up in the morning, I'll have this file. That's a whole three megs it downloaded. Oh it. man, and dial up, dial up internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pay by the hour. Anybody remember CompuServe? Welcome yes. to CompuServe. Who can forget that noise, you know? Do you yes. remember getting AOL discs in the mail by the 50s? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'd get one a week and throw it away every week. At I one remember- point, I think I made a wooden car 
and then I used those AOL discs as wheels. Now that's a great idea. That's that's what I I remember doing that as a kid because we would get so many of them that I just started collecting them. And then we made this. I was in a woodshop class and we made I made a wooden car and I attached the four AOL discs for wheels. Yeah, we used them as coasters. (laughs) (laughs) I can remember the very first accessible games I played. Space Invaders was one of them, and there were a few other little games that we had at the blind school where I was, and so I can always remember going to lunch and eating my sandwich or whatever I was eating as fast as I could so I could go back to the computer lab and play games until time for class to resume. Well, the first game I ever played that was accessible was on my Franklin Language Master. (laughs) Oh, wow. And it was those that game that would call out a letter and it would fall out of the sky and you had to push the button before it hit the ground. Oh, nice. It's like hitting a baseball or something. Yeah. And like it would play. There was different word games that you could play the anagrams. Um, but my favorite was that that game that on the Franklin Language Master. And I played Oregon Trail. I played Monopoly. There was a baseball game we could play. Uno. There was all sorts of little games back in the day on a doll. Oh, the computer. best games were when uh, Jim Kitchen's games came out. Yeah, God rest and his soul. What the, a great, yeah, what a yeah. great guy! I played that golf game, man. I was a great golfer on that for a long. I time. played the heck out of that baseball game. I bet you have. Bet those Houston Astros do really well there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I uh, <laughs> I replaced all the commercials. I edited the team files, the team names. Nice. Oh, yeah. Did you insert different players? I sure did. did. There you go. But great memories. But the point, I think, of our conversation is accessibility has come such a long way. And to those who think Apple doesn't care, you, please, uh, that's just not – there's just no evidence to that to – that, uh, argument if you think they don't care then i don't know what you've been watching just because your app or your favorite thing doesn't work uh, doesn't mean that they don't care it means that they're trying and it means that they haven't gotten to this particular thing and i i understand the frustration and israel you can uh you can probably relate to this the braille on the uh, ios can be very slow and sluggish but it is better than what it could be um, and these people, I know some of these developers, I know some of these people, and I know the time and the effort and the energy they put into doing this. And trust me when I tell you, they want to do great. They want to do good work, and they want this stuff to work. Uh, they have accessibility teams at places like Apple and other places that want stuff to work well. Uh, I heard an interview, as I said earlier, and I referenced earlier with a guy who is a part of the accessibility team at Mozilla. And they want to make their applications better. And they're doing a good job. Uh, and today we salute them. Uh, I think they're a part of our success and they're part of what you know makes it easier for us to do our work. And uh, those of us who are fortunate enough to be able to work and use, utilize our computers effectively, uh, I think we owe a big thank you to the folks at uh, uh, Microsoft and Apple and Google and things like that. The work that they've done uh, makes our lives a lot easier. Gives us a, a platform. Hey, I don't know if we'd be uh, the guy who does the Zoom meeting uh, platform does a great job with accessibility. I mean, they really do. They they 
it's it's part of what they do. I mean, if you read the information on it, it, it works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Israel, any final words before we go to uh, we uh, close it down? Well, guys, I'm just uh, I'm thankful to be back. Um, it's it's been a while. Uh, hopefully, you know things are definitely starting to turn around for me, so I won't be a stranger uh, anymore in our meetings. And please, I just want to remind people: get the word out. Uh, we'd like to grow this show. We'd like to grow this podcast. We'd like to grow the audience. Um, we appreciate those of you that are here, but we'd love to grow our audience. My dream is to talk to a hundred people in, in one of these meetings. It'd be just amazing, uh, to have a lot of people listen live and, and hang out with us for an hour and, and just talk accessibility, learn from each other. Cause at, at, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's, um, you get an opportunity to learn from your peers. Uh, we learn as much from you guys as you guys might learn from us. And we learn a lot from each other. And and that, I think that that's the most important thing. Uh, sharing what you know. Uh, don't 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 protect. Don't don't protect your little thiefdom. If you know something, please share. Just it just makes the community better. It makes our lives better. And like like Mike said, there's a great debt of gratitude that needs to be paid to those who make us having a living or making a living and, and being able to provide for our families to make, make to those folks that make it possible. So thank you guys for spending your time with us. And um, I will look forward to seeing you guys next month in June. Look, look forward to it. Visit us at athotcorner.com. You can email us from there. You can also uh, follow us and find out when we're live again. It will be the third Thursday of June at 7 o'clock Eastern time. And, of course, our email information is there, firstname.lastname at athotcorner.com. That's how you get in touch with us, firstname.lastname, if you want to send an email to us individually. And for my team that works so hard, and Israel, it's a pleasure to have you back. I look forward to working with you the rest of the year and beyond. And congratulations and best wishes to Leah. You send her our best for you, my friend, for Ryan Harvey, for Roger Allen, who does such a great job in producing us, making sure we sound halfway decent. Bless his heart. He has his hands full of that. I'm Mike Moat. Thank you for joining us tonight. And we'll see you in June. For more great content, please like, subscribe, and share. Visit us online at athotcorner.com and download our show to your smartphone or computer wherever you get your podcasts. You can also email each of our hosts directly using the Contact Us page on our website. Once again, that's athotcorner.com. A-T-H-O-T-C-O-R-N-E-R.com. Thank you for listening and join us next time in the Assistive Technology Hot Corner.